0: Everybody, and welcome back to Shield Bash. I am Mark, your GM and host for today, and to my right, Will playing Uko.
1: And adjacent to Will will be Jason playing Bridger.
2: <laughs> he's got nothing to say. All right. Um, and what, that, how is that not something? There's always something. There's always something. I keep waiting because he's got something to say, but not, not this time. So, yeah, anyway, um, and, Is it uh, better
0: to burn out than to fade away? I yeah. thought
2: that was clever. Fuck you. Hey, Kurt, <laughs>
0: can,
3: you, um, can you check your headset real quick? I don't think you heard what was that.
2: Uh, <laughs> Curtis. What? Playing Donk. Play, uh, Pete playing
4: Nat. Meta. <laughs> Britt <laughs> Brit. playing Balmy
0: Taker. Balmy Taker.
3: I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What?
0: <laughs> so... You guys just killed a dragon. Now what are you going to do? We're going to Disneyland. <laughs>
1: Woo! I'm going to take a fucking nap.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh. Uko feels completely fine. He's uh-huh. pulling scales off this dragon and seeing if he can make like earrings and stuff with him.
4: <laughs> Sounds legit. Uh. Do you have crafting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. And I'm also a tailor. That's awesome. Ooh. I mean, we had two people get dropped. How many people did I have down to one hit point? That was pretty three, one, one, two, two three, four. three, four. Four, I think. think, huh? And one to one to three. Yep. I don't know what your guys' problem
3: was. I was above <laughs> twenty three the entire time. <laughs>
4: That's probably like a good thing.
3: <laughs> How? Because I passed the save. It only took, like, a handful of
6: damage. He took half a 19 instead of the full thing. (laughs)
1: What the fuck is your... What what is your
6: total hit points? (laughs) I'm at 28. 30.
3: I think it's 26, 27, somewhere in there, maybe? Hold on a second. I I have to open my character. I haven't done
1: that yet. I'm thinking, like, even if you took half and you were at max, that should still drop you below 20.
3: I was at... Oh, no, I was at 15. I lied. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> dirty fucking liar! Liar, liar!
0: <laughs> Uko's pants are on fire.
3: No, Will's pants are on fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uko wouldn't have lied. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was some uh, some butthole puckering going there. I could see it. Yep. But that was good, man. Because without without the fear of death, what kind of excitement is there for your characters? Right? Am I
6: right?
1: Right. Fear of death is one thing. the The, the fear of TPK and having to restart all this <laughs> shit is a whole different <laughs> pro- prospect.
0: I had faith in you. If nothing else, Tooth would have uh, miraculously yeah. woke up and said, "Hey, where's all my guys out? And he would have heard the roar and he would come to save the day. I'm sure <laughs> he would have <Or>, got stomped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Neil, we're sorry everybody else survived, but your character died. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, like, dead, dead.
1: I mean, I'm not saying it's a coincidence that Bridger's t- tactical retreat also took him nearer to the exit. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's not a coincidence.
6: Yeah, we're trying to
4: lure the dragon back here. Sure.
0: I just, I just want to say, too, that... There were the rogues and and the uh, the sprite were probably the MB- MVPs. Dunk was running for the for the exit too, man. He was he was he was heading for the heading for the door, and then the uh, the dragon whap just smacked him against the wall. I was hoping for some you know healing, but
3: <laughs> you, you know what would have been really funny if uh, everybody died except the two religious people
6: <laughs>
3: that made it out. <laughs> and then they had to drag Doof upstairs. Oh, uh, yeah, the rest of everybody's dead. We're not going back down there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry
4: about your luck, lady. Uh,
3: <laughs> this pilgrimage was a failure.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Followers uh, of the same faith, too. That's what was funny about it.
0: Good times, good times. Well, with the, uh, the Cocker and the Dragon, uh, we're upstairs in the fishery. Uh, we're going to do a little more uh, talking to uh, Tamalee and uh, you guys can figure out what you're going to do. But for our listeners, um, that was the entirety of the um, Beginner's Box, the uh, Paizo um, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Beginner's Box um, scenario, Menace Under Otari. Uh, These guys did a great job, I think. Um, Hopefully you guys think so too. And now we are going to rather seamlessly transition into the 2nd Edition Pathfinder Abomination Vaults. Adventure path, the ruins of Gauntlet. It will also take place right here in the seaside town of Otari. And uh, what will our what will our new uh, band of adventurers, f- newly formed and forged in the fires of the dragon breath underneath Otari, what will they get up to next? We are just as anxious to see as you are. Yep. <laughs> it was poison breath. Well, I know, but the fiery the. Never mind, Will. It burns Thanks. your veins, yes. And your
1: eyes, <laughs> yes, and your, your your other various orifices. Orifice? I
0: huh? or
1: orifice? I.
0: <laughs> Jason's still over there taking deep breaths. Yeah, man, that,
1: that was a hell of a fight. <laughs> like I, I didn't put you know three solid hours of work into this backstory just to have him die and before we got to the actual AP. <laughs> But it was a very real possibility.
0: Now here's the thing. You guys had five player characters. The beginner's box is actually written for four player characters. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we'd had no, if we'd done it like that, I believe one of those is the fighter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, that fight would have been a lot easier if we could have had a Fighter.
0: Yeah, the beginners box you get uh, you get four pre-made characters. They are Valros the fighter, Maricel the rogue, uh, Kira the priest, and of course Ezrin the wizard. So you have a nice, well-rounded party uh, to go and attack. Here we not so well-rounded, but much more diverse. I think the fight would have been a lot easier too. You know, if Tooth would have been up and at him, uh, he he's a pretty good damage dealer. You think? But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it didn't help that uh, you know the the thing got uh, initiative too though. Yeah. I, I won the initiative by by one. Hey, which let's was, start uh,
1: off with the fucking breath weapon. Yeah. Hey Mark, I nobody's. It. It's what I would have done. Please continue to run shit like this because that yeah, like I cool. said that thrill is it's like riding a roller coaster. It's uh it gets the blood pumping absolutely. <laughs>
3: and scary as hell the first time you do it in, per day. <laughs>
1: Which, for me, is all that happens because I ride one roller coaster and I'm fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last uh, street festival we had here, we had the one that you know goes back and forth and to build up momentum and then rolls you upside down a bunch of times. And my, my youngest, she was five, wanted to go on it. And my wife was like, uh-uh. And I'm like, fuck. So I rode it and the dude who let me off was like, are you okay? <laughs> <was that>? No. <laughs> I was like, white in the face. And I looked at my wife I'm like... I'm going to go home now. (laughs) 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 And I like tottered off. I'm like, I do not handle those things well. (laughs) I was
0: going to say, it's a thing that happens to you when you get older. i I think it's something with your inner ear and things changes as you as you age but i know you know back in the day they did not make a roller coaster or a ride that was too scary or too fast for me i mean i was i was all about it i mean mr freeze a superman uh batman forward, backward it didn't matter the hammer um the hammer hammer wing thing that they did at the uh, the carnivals was fun The super buccaneer like that that goes upside down. Those were so cool because every once in a while you get somebody on there that couldn't hold their stuff. And if they were going fast enough, you could actually have somebody puke and hit themselves in the face when they came back around.
3: Oh,
0: God. (laughs) I I saw it happen.
6: (laughs) One of my... uh, one of my favorite roller coasters was uh, the Wicked Twister, which I believe they shut down because too many people died. Um, but that's, always <laughs> a,
0: that's always a mark of a
6: great coaster. It, it was Big like a U-shape, and it would go from zero to like 70 miles an hour in less than a second, and then it twisted on the way up, and then you went backwards as you twisted and went the other way and twisted on the way up, and it did that a few times.
2: A lot of fun. I remember that my wife and I, we had gone to Great America, and they had this... I don't know if it was called Pharaoh's Fury or what the hell it was, but it was like theater seating. And this thing would do this giant loop like a Ferris wheel, but meanwhile, the, the seating was also spinning. Right. And I noticed the line over it, they had like this roof of, of blue tarps. And I was like, wow, that's really nice for that ride. They put those tarps over the line <laughs> so everybody could stay in the shade.
6: No. And then once
2: the ride got going, a bunch of people parked <laughs> <barf. laughs> And, yeah. back and you can see the barf just raining down on the tarp. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. so that's why that tarp is there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew where that was going.
0: Been there, yeah, been there, seen that. Yeah.
3: You know, usually when you throw up in your mouth, it's an unpleasant thing. But I'd imagine it's even more so when it goes out of you. And
0: then back in. <laughs> or, or how about they, they had one at Six Flags that I thought was always a great <laughs> ride. It wasn't much to it, but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was called the, the Tom Twister. And you go in, it's a big circular room, right? And everybody stands against the wall, and it starts spinning. Oh, yeah. And it spins faster and faster Arbitrons. and faster and the faster. The
2: crawler, yeah.
0: And, and then the floor drops out from under you. They, they lower oh. the floor, and you are stuck to the wall by a centrifugal force. Now, this is awesome. Until somebody pukes, (laughs) the person that pukes—it's hilarious because like it it goes out and comes right right back. back. (laughs) It looks—it looks like this little fountain just like (laughs) right. It's—it's like picture The Exorcist, Linda Blair with the pea soup going out and then coming right back. It's like a yo-yo or a bungee of
2: puke that goes uh-huh. ahead. And it's weird because like the cone it, the cone just kind of comes back on itself, you
1: know. So no, it's This this is all if you're lucky enough that they're facing forward when they puke. If they turn their head to the <laughs> left like, oh. G- everybody gets yeah. <laughs> if they turn their head to the right it doesn't even get out of their mouth.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, the most dangerous ride I ever saw was a Ferris wheel. Caught fire while my wife was on it. <laughs>
0: oh <my> <laughs> <God>.
1: <laughs> You're kidding? You were in town, Pete? Was it Heritage Days? That was at, Heritage Days. Uh, oh, that was at Heritage Days last year. Oh yeah,
6: Yes. Climb, like, honey. You can last make year.
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, honey. Just climb. You can make it.
3: <laughs> man. The scariest uh, thing that I've seen is um, me and a uh, friend of mine were going on this ride, and it was one of the ones where you like sit in a chair, but the top of it doesn't have anything above you and it's uh still a a fold down over your shoulders and over your lap uh like all inclusive well they did not fold hers down very well over her and she was like trying to tell them and they didn't they they just like ignored her and uh so we get halfway through this ride and i just see her come up and out of the chair and um she's just like suspended in air very easily could have slipped out of it. And I look over and I'm just like... And I can't reach her because my arm is like pinned in by the thing. So I'm like... Oh, fuck. fuck! Don't fuck.
6: die! Fuck. Hold on! <laughs> it's been nice knowing ya! She,
2: did, was she hurt? Did she? Su- no, she okay. survived.
6: She's, yeah, she lived... <laughs>
2: Cajun crawler that the where the floor drops out from underneath you. I remember the first time I went on that, there was like this little kid and he like starts turning sideways on the wall and he like starts walking like Spider Man along the wall and then he tries to put his feet and like stand up with his face towards the center. And I'm I was like, Man, you're an asshole little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Until they start to stop
1: it, and then he goes, (laughs) I've seen those, too, where, like, you know, they they don't drop the floor, but they raise the thing up, which effectively is the same, but by raising it up, they can then start to tilt it
0: slowly. Mm. Yeah, those are fun. I rode those at the, uh, like, you know, fairs and, and stuff like that. Hey, does Otari have one of those? No, but you know what Atari does have? A big flume that we could sit yes, down. Yes, they have a big water wheel and a huge flume that takes the logs from the top at the hold, the holding pond above all the way down the 300-foot cliff face to the seashore, where they're picked up by the logging vessels that take them to Absalom. And uh, as you're standing there in front of the Otari fishery talking to uh, to Tamalee and... Uh, you know she's working on your breakfast you see several logs go down and you also hear a commotion as it looks like there's a couple of young boys on one of the logs shooting the flume which you've come to find out from being in town that that is a thing that the youth try to do but um the uh, the owners of the sawmill of course they frown on that because sometimes people die and then they want to sue and uh, you know they try to stop it some no, normal <laughs> <laughs> So Tamily comes out. She has a huge iron skillet. Um, she uh, she motions to you guys to put some of the crates on the barrels in front of the the, the single chair that uh, that Bridger is sitting in with his uh, with his he- head and his claws uh, with the. Large dragon body beside him, and she kind of steps around it. And uh, as you put the the boards down on the bo- on the uh, the barrels, she uh, she sets the skillet down there. And she goes, um, "I'll I'll be right back with some plates." And uh, she she says, uh, 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 "Just a moment," and and uh, she goes, "Oh, just grab some chairs over there." And she goes back and she grabs the plates, and she goes, "Now, um, so you were saying um, that, of course, the the dragon had eaten all my fish, and the kobolds were feeding it." to the dragon um and they were going to they were raising the dragon to to attack otari
3: i don't know if they were necessarily attacking otari but it it does seem like they had some problems with the people here i don't really speak to not no more uko looks to um to bridger and says bridger did they say they were going to attack otari
5: uh, in essence, they were going to reclaim the surface lands, uh, which, if you had, like, surrendered and been willingly their slaves, they would not have attacked, but, uh, you know, that would have been shitty, uh, so, uh, yeah, it probably would have been an attack. They had another exit, uh, up the coast that was big enough for the dragon to get out, uh, but they're dead now, so. <sighs> well, that, that's a relief.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, uh, uh I I did promise to pay you all uh for it and uh um even though I I don't have any uh, uh fish to sell the captain um uh I, I'm sure he would love to hear the tale. And uh, what are you going to do with the rest of the dragon? I see you taking the head off of it and some scales. But uh, if I showed him that and and told him what happened, he would he would probably be- believe me instead of just that we had a bad haul or something on the fish. Um, so that might help me out. But I am so happy that you guys uh, got this out of my basement. Um, now I can get the brickwork redone and uh, and and maybe some steel uh, or uh, I don't know something and and then i can fix my basement and i can be back in business
3: there's also the possibility that you could expand your basement if you want there's a lot of space down there i got an idea about
4: that we could we could like uh once word gets out you know that uh, otari's newest uh, heroes have saved the day over here we could like give guided tours firsthand
0: and we could tell them what happened in every place um, well, uh, yes, that uh, uh, that that might might be a, a thing, um, like kind of like a, an amusement park or a speed lunking uh, expedition.
4: I th- well, uh, I was just thinking, you you said that the captain might not believe us, so uh, we could go show him. Well, well, and then and then if anybody else wanted to go
3: too, we could charge admission. There is um, some credence to the fact that this is a part of history. It it was some kind of old structure. It wasn't just a cave. There was some cave, but there does seem to be some kind of structure down there. And even has a fountain. A, a fountain? A,
0: it, a fountain in the caverns of my basement? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, That I mean, we might be able to do that, but um, it's really going to be busy around here since I have to make up uh, the fish shipment. But, um, oh... I know. I I told you that not only would I pay you, um, but you could keep anything you found down there, so you just keep that. But if I could have the body of the dragon just long enough to show the captain when he comes tomorrow, um, and if one of you wanted to be here, I mean, you don't have to be, I mean, because you've done so much already, but I could tell him that this is why... Um, you know, I don't have any fish, but, uh, you know, but we're, we're going to get back on, on business the next week. We'll, you know, we'll start again and on, you know, the next morning. And, uh, And if if you guys wanted to tell somebody about the caverns and stuff for, like, further exploration or something like that, um, I'm sure you could could talk to the mayor, um, and or um, you might even want to uh, uh, go over to the Dawnflower Library. Uh, I'm sure the... uh, um, you know the, uh, the 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 librarians over there, and 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 the priestess. She would probably uh, be interested in that. You said there was a a temple down there too, or two temples. Or I I didn't realize there was that much under there. Uku will describe
3: everything that we found in some detail that isn't too long for her. But uh, also he would say, I would be more than like uh, more than happy to um, stay here or come back when. The Captain comes to explain the situation.
0: oh, that would be so nice of you and and you know i I remember hearing um, gosh, it's tales from my from my from my Graham. Um she used to say that something about the, the Kobolds lived around here or I, I know there's history of kobolds here in Otari. And and if anybody would know about them, I would say it would either be um the people at the library or maybe uh there's this lady. Uh she's she's very pretty but she's She's just different, but that's not bad different. That's just um, her and uh, and her name is Rin Savinix. And and Rin Savinix um, she uh, she's a tiefling lady. Uh and but she's kind of an elf. Uh she's kind of like an elf with tiefling horns. I I, I mean, she's she's very nice and she has all manner of knowledge and uh some people don't really care for her cuz they say that, you know, she uh, she's like a hippy dippy or whatever, but she lives um over on the other side of town. Uh she it's like a it's it's like a tent. Uh, but it 's got walls that she lets up and down because she says she doesn't like to be inside a lot, and she doesn't like corners, so it 's round, which is different, but she 's very nice and uh, she knows a lot of stuff about uh, Otari and the stars and oh yeah, and she sells um, stuff for adventures. Adventurers, yeah. So so if you found anything that you're not wanting, um I would say probably try her first and you might be able to find out more about where the kobolds came from or why they were here. But I will make sure I spread the word that the adventures of what did you guys say your name was for your group again?
4: I think for now we we come up with one thing. What was it again?
5: Uh Kortos Isle Dragon Slayers. Koto's Isle Dragon Slayers. That's kids. Oh.
0: <laughs> kids, but you Dragon slayer. I like it. It's funny. Yeah, uh, they're going to call you the kids, but you're actually Dragon Slayers. That, that's kind of neat.
4: Kind of a bait and switch kind of deal, huh? Right.
3: Very good for,
0: for um, what are they called? The um, duels? I didn't understand that, young man. You should sit down, you look tired. I think we all are A little pale. must be the poison. Are we still eating breakfast or is that past already?: No, she I mean, you breakfast on the table, yeah she she produced a big
5: skillet of eggs and peppers and onions and sausages, and you guys are free to help yourself. Does anybody else want any part of this dragon? Like I know you've been pulling scales, go I got the I got the claws. I'll take it a, a tooth.
3: Uko just wants like a handful of the scales and uh, he's gonna have probably while she was cooking made two really really terrible looking uh, earrings out of them.
0: Oh and also we got these for you. Well you didn't have to do that young man that was very nice. These are ooh I like these and oh and she, she quickly, you know, takes her earrings out, which were just like, you know, plain little little studs, you know, of glass. And she puts them back in, and she's like, oh, yeah. She goes, do they bring out my eyes? And her eyes were like totally not even close to the color of the scales, but. Absolutely. You're so sweet. You know, you guys have been so helpful, and girls, lady, I'm sorry. Um, You've been so helpful to me. Um. I am going to um let you guys eat here any evening you would like. So um we're usually open an hour before sundown until an hour after midnight and uh we you know we have drinks and we have food. It's kind of a rowdy place. All the longshoremen and and the the uh the sailors around, they come to to hang out here makes me feel like I'm young again and uh, you guys are more than welcome to come by to get food uh, and also um, if you're ever looking for work like you know between dragon slangs or adventures um, um, I-, I can put you to work working on the dock or or you could uh, help out on the on the fishing boats um, or I-, I find some kind of uh, you know Tam, something to Ms. do Tam, during your downtime uh, yeah yeah this is really good breakfast you
2: should have some Oh well, I, I. Donk picks up his plate and he starts licking it, <laughs> and,
1: wha- wha- and he's gonna like insist, and then while she finally shuts up for like
5: five seconds, <laughs> he's gonna look at the rest of the group and be like, "How would you guys feel about like just letting her sell to the rest of the dragon?" It
3: That's fine with me. Works yeah. for Mike. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have a solid cost. cost.
5: Uh, so, Miss Tim, when you're done chewing there, you can you can sell the dragon if if the boat captain will buy it i'm sure he can find you said he's from he goes to absalom right i'm sure he can find money for it in absalom uh we've taken the parts we want and uh can we get directions to the rins can i get directions to rins pavilion
0: yeah 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 i i can i can help you out with that um well, well we're here at the dock and um if you uh go to um it's called Wren's Wonders, um, and it's, uh, you're just going to go left here out of the fishery, and you're going to go uh, to the Rosegard Road. It's the main road that heads through town, and you're going to go straight north um, until you get to uh, iva- uh, Ivashani Street, and then you'll take a left. Don't go over the bridge. You want to take the right before the bridge and just follow the road, and you'll come to um, Wren's Wonders. Uh, thank you. Uh, and he'll plop down a familiar-looking coin
1: purse, specifically the one that he just got from her. And is like,
0: for breakfast. Oh, I'll uh, see
5: you in a bit.
0: Uh, but I... Uh, <laughs> That, that's much too much. I mean, you guys did a wonderful job, and, and I, I mean, I, y- you're leaving the dragon, so I'll be okay with the captain, and well, why don't you take it and give it back to him when he's not looking? I'll take it.
4: Okay. Thank you. So, hey, look here, lady. We we got this one feller. He's he's down there in your basement still, sleeping it off. Is it all right if we leave him down there for a while still? No, we dragged him up. up. Oh. Fuck, I must have half my back turned. He's sleeping under the table.
0: Don't worry about it. All right. Never mind. Yeah, he... Um, it's fine. He can stay here till he wakes up. Does he need a priest or priestess or somebody? Hey, he's still breathing. I think he's
4: alive.
3: If you have any smelling salts, that might be... Well, I have salt, and, I mean...
0: Yeah, probably just salt him while we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to assault him. He's asleep. <laughs> no, salt him. Just... Oh, is he... I mean, has he got evil spirits or something? I mean... Well, where he's from, natural medicine is
3: more common. So I think they just sprinkle salt over people when they're when they're unconscious. It seems
0: right. Um, oh, okay. So she goes back behind the bar uh, at the back. She gets a big bowl of uh, salt. Oh, please wait until we're gone. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay, well, um, you guys are welcome back any time, and lady, you're welcome back any time. Thank you so much for uh, getting rid of the rats and kobolds and giant spiders and... Oh yeah, uh, dragon. the smelly things and the dragon out of my basement cavern complex that I didn't know I had. Real quick, uh, were the sausages uh, like links, or was it? Well, she kind of cut them up into you know slices and scrambled them up with the, the uh-huh. peppers and the onions and the eggs. It was like a country scramble, so okay. to speak.
1: Is there, is it, so what about the eggs? Were they? How were they? Performed?
0: They were seagull eggs, and well, they were was scrambled. Gonna, was yeah. there toast?
1: I was uh, going to put no, the sausages you, you in the pickle you jar. you didn't ask for toast. Um, what about the peppers? How are those prepared?
0: Well, I I diced them finely um, because I don't like big chunks of pepper myself.
1: That just gave us like a bowl of diced peppers?
0: No, I, I put them in the scramble. It okay. Was like a so
1: everything has been in the scramble since Everything's the last episode. In the scramble. Like, yeah. a, like a western scramble,
2: you know. <laughs> I was hoping there's some sausage left over to throw in the pickle jar, but you know. You said it was full. It's full. <laughs> We've been eating on it. And I'm not putting <laughs> the dragon parts in there. It might corrupt the rest of the pickle jar.
6: Yeah, because oh. everything else in there is so healthy for you. I was yeah. going to say,
3: we really need to worry about it corrupting the rest of it, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know. <laughs> that intestinal distressed jar over there. Look, you've never walked around with a goblin that has bad gas. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? It's not good. Hey, you don't know his
3: life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you guys are uh, are going to follow the directions and head to Wren's uh, Wonders. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: That's where Bridger's
0: going.
3: Uh, Yeah, Uko Uko's going to head there. The captain shouldn't be here, she said, until tomorrow, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. would go to
0: uh, Wonders. Uh, she said he'll be here bright and early um, tomorrow morning. Um, uh, he usually gets in uh, right after dawn. I mean, if you don't want to come back, I understand you're very busy. You're a dragon slayer now and everything. I will
3: absolutely come back.
0: Oh, you're so nice. And I love my earrings. I'm going to show them off to everyone tonight. Nat, I'll go with
6: you guys. Um, how much gold was in that purse?
3: I believe he said that everybody gets 28.
6: Yeah, So, 56 total. Got it.
1: No, I expected him to not have the ethics to, to do that. <laughs> 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 and I didn't expect the party to do anything about it. So,
0: All right. Now, well, I will
1: also say that that is not what we were told. We were told that we were given the 50, and that's what he left.
0: Ah, gotcha.
1: Okay, yes.
3: Oh, Why, where did I get 28 then?
1: That's what
0: we get for selling all of our shit. Right, right, right. Ah, okay. So 28 plus 50? Yes. So a total of 78 a piece um, is what you'll start with on your character sheet for your second level character, in addition to anything you had left over from your character creation. So, with that bit of housekeeping and clarification made, you guys start north on um, the Roseguard Road. As you as you walk down to the end of the street and you turn north, uh, the first two areas of interest you come to is on the left. You see an ornate bridge over the Osprey River, and Bommy, you're very familiar with this area. It's, it's the Crooks Nook. Um, in fact, you you frequent there quite a bit. Uh huh. Second home. Um, this time in the morning, there's not very many people at all. Uh, looks like it's still kind of closed, but you know, there's probably still somebody in there awake and open. The market, though, um, across the street from the bridge is bustling at this time. Um, That is the Otari Market. And uh, as you proceed farther down, about halfway through town, you come to the Farmer's Guild. And there is a farmer's market going on this early morning. Um, And there's lots of people there with wagon loads of food and grain and vegetables and, and the like some livestock and stuff and uh, you proceed farther north and you see a, a two-story building that looks rather odd and you see a, uh, a sign on the on the edge of it sticking out from the wall and it says um, that it is odd stories now you know a little bit about odd stories you know it's a place to find other books besides the library and, uh, and so you can kind of point that out to them. Um, you get down to the corner of Rosegard Street and of Vashante Street, and you turn uh, to the left, and uh, as you proceed down that street uh, to the east, you, s- you smell the, uh, the smoke from a forge, and you hear um, um, some tapping, some ding, ding, ding of, uh, of a blacksmith at work, and you see uh, the Blades for Glades, Uh, blacksmith and weapons weapons store and uh, as you get close to the bridge across the osprey river you turn right and down a dirt road almost at the edge of the river you see a very interesting building is is it round it is round uh, It has no sign, uh, but the locals all know it as a place called Wren's Wonders, a place to marvel at whatever strange new trinkets and offering its equally strange owner has come across. The structure consists of a ring of what appears to be standing stones arranged in a 60-foot diameter circle surrounding a 15-foot dome of wooden beams covered with triangular pieces of canvas. Closer inspection of the standing stones reveal that they are only made of wooden frames and canvas, cleverly painted to resemble granite. Um, At this time of of the morning, the canvas is all drawn down, so it makes more like a a domed tent or the stones with the top. And uh, since it's not raining, you think that they would probably be drawn back, but it's still early. So what would you like to do?
5: Uh, I'm probably going to wait here for them to open because this seems like the most interesting place.
4: Spot on this crazy structure that looks like it's the entrance.
5: You walk all the way
0: around it and you see several uh, like parts in the fabric between the canvas that looks like stone, uh, but they're all tied shut right now. And you do notice that uh, the place closest to the road looks like there's a small path that's been worn in the grass there. Um. So you're thinking that's probably the entrance, but oddly enough, there's no sign or anything. Papa squat next to that trail there. Then mm, wait. All right. So you guys are just gonna hang out there. I'll
6: uh.
0: I'll be right back.
6: Uh, Nat's gonna see you about going back to that uh, weaponsmith.
0: Oh, to the to the blade for blades for Glades? All right. So is anybody going with Nat? Nope. Nope. Everybody else is just gonna hang out by the, by the T P stone dome i'll go go with nat okay so donk and nat are heading back um following the sounds of the hammer on the metal back down the street to 50 of ashante street um and you see a sign that says blades for glades um unfortunately it looks like the sign is pretty weathered um, doesn't look to be in great repair um and uh, as you walk in you notice But there looks to be an apprentice in the back. And he is kind of haphazardly hammering on a piece of red metal. Um, You notice a desk over the side. You know, several wares on the walls and the counter behind him on the shelves. But it seems like everything's kind of got like a little patina of dust. Like there hasn't been a whole lot of business. Um, And you notice that the the man, uh, there's a man seated at the table. Uh, the the desk, but he's got his head down uh, on one hand, and uh, you get the smell of strong coffee uh, from a from a pot and uh, and a cup that he's got there in front of him. And it, every time that the apprentice tings on the hammer, you can see him kind <clears> of. <throat> <clears throat> so you guys walk in the front door, he doesn't really notice that you're even there. So uh, seeing him, Nat will holler out, "Hey!"
6: Hey, you! Do you work on bows?
0: Ow! Oh, who's making that infernal racket?
6: Uh, your apprentice back there?
0: Uh, no, the squeaky one. Ow. Oh, um, I don't hear a squeaky noise. He kind of he kind of looks up and he sees the goblin. And can I help you? I'm just looking. Well, who asked about the the bows? You don't have a bow.
6: Hey, down here on the on the corgi.
0: He, uh, he kind of leans forward across the desk and, oh, ah, uh, hello. So do you work on bows? Uh, not so much. Uh, it's called Blades for Glades if you didn't read the sign. Uh, I work on blades mostly, some shields, armor, uh, not so much bows. You really should see a bower or somebody like that. Uh, excuse me, I have a horrible headache this morning. Uh, must be, uh, must be something I ate. Um, what else could I help you with?
6: You could point me in the direction of a bower.
0: Well, I, I'm trying to think of who in town still does that. Uh, you might be able to find, uh, some help at, uh, the market could probably order you a bow from Absalom. Uh, <laughs> uh there's... Uh, there's nobody really in town that works on them. Uh, I, I mean, I could probably restring it for you, or, you know, glue it or something, but, uh, I'm, I'm mostly working in metal and steel.
6: Well, that's unfortunate. I don't need, a uh, one purchased. I need, uh, one worked on. Um, but if that's not you and you don't know where I can get that done, I, thank you for your time. And then, without waiting any time at all, she'll turn Flea and head back
0: out. Hey, he kind of, follows you and scratches his head, and he looks at the goblin, and he goes, What can I do for you? After looking
2: around the shop while he was carrying on his conversation, were there any goblin weapons in the shop? Um,
0: At give, least two on give give your me a, Give me a perception check. Nineteen. Well, you, you don't see any goblin weapons, Don, because you were casing the place. But you did see that on the opposite wall where all the weapons were, um, you see some old posters. And um, the old posters. There's, there's about three of them, um, and uh, they all say stuff like "change will do you good," you know. "Vote, uh, vote for, vote for mayor." Um, Otari is in your hands. Uh, Rajani for the future. It looks like campaign posters. Like, like this guy has run uh, for mayor at least three times. How much? I mean,
2: living in the area. How much would I know about the politics locally? I mean,
0: give me a society check. 23. 23. You never really paid a whole lot of attention to, uh, you know, politics in town here. It really wasn't your thing. Plus, I mean, you didn't really know what was going on. You know that there's a guy that's been mayor for a long time. And, you know, this guy, uh, he definitely has run. You remember the name now that you see it? On the on the broadsides on the wall, um, but you also know he's never won apparently, and that's about all you can you can you remember from from being around. You know that he always tries to run a good campaign, um, but he usually ends up doing something to uh, like smear his own name, like he steps on his on his crank. And uh, you also know that he's kind of bitter about it.
2: Well, I mean, I, I come into town to get you know pickles and and, and I hear things so. With that I, I uh I just wave and you know, if there's nothing else for me to see that's really interesting in here, I go out the door after my friend on a dog. All right, you guys go ahead and
0: turn. You know that uh, if, if you could persuade him to be more friendly towards you guys, um, that he would probably be able to do some support for you or something. Um, but you would have to talk to him and things. You also know that this would be a place where you could sell armor, weapons. You could buy pretty much uh, anything mundane. Um, and he would probably be able to order you stuff that, that you can't get in town. Um, and that goes for most of the shops here in town.
3: He, he might be able to attach a shield boss
2: Yes. But, like, doing business here in town, I I asked this just because I'm a goblin. There are some prejudices toward goblins, so seeing how he would react to me or how some of the other shopkeepers act, you know, I'd probably rather have one of my friends communicate some of those things. he
0: didn't seem like he... You just think he's an unfriendly guy anyway, and he was hungover. But he didn't treat you any different than the sprite. Um, He just was kind of pretty gruff and, uh, you know, kind of whatever. Definitely not a nice person. So, you guys that are standing around and sitting around outside of Wren's Wonders, um, the first thing you notice is you hear a humming coming from inside. And you hear... It's fucking Snow White. And as you hear the the humming, um, you notice that the, the canvas on the top starts to draw back like kind of like blinds bunches up towards the top of the stones and you can see the the wooden framework underneath then uh, between the stones uh, you see this the tent become untied one at one at a time and they get pulled back behind the stones. so it just looks like um, there's openings between the stone and then the the roof, and it's all open. And as she comes finally up to the front, um, you see Wren uh, Savinix in her person. While we were waiting,
1: Bridger wanted to ask Balmy something.
0: All right, we'll do that then before we get into uh, the first meeting of Rin Savinix.
5: Hey, hey you, you didn't take it, did you? No, I didn't take it. What's it? Uh... No offense, but you don't exactly have a stellar pass with, you know, these things. So, I mean, I left her a lot of money, and I want to make sure it stayed there. I didn't like it. All right. No, really. That,
0: uh, I said all right. And, and just as you guys are, are talking about that, um, the last door opens up and gets tied back, and um, a, a female uh, tiefling elf lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rin Savinix is a female tiefling um, elf. Um, She has long, uh, white blonde hair, uh, kind of milky white eyes with very small black pupils, and a set of horns that curl back over the long, uh, elven-pointed ears that she has. She's dressed like she comes from maybe um, one of the countries to the south, and uh, she has a large star-shaped brooch on her front, pearls a star knife um bracelets and uh as she hears you ask him that she goes this one is telling the truth it was the small one that absconded with your purse you knew that didn't you but i see that you and you guys are coming down the street and and she goes oh that's the one and she points to uh to the sprite that's where you'll find your lost thing i
5: didn't lose it i gave it away did you give it to that one? No.
0: Then they have found it, and she kind of smiles and she goes, "But please, don't don't stand outside. Come come in to uh, Rin's
5: wonders." Hey, hey, Uko.
3: Yeah, she has it.
5: Yeah, how does she have it?
3: The lady did not want to keep it.
5: And did she just take it without permission? No. Uko, why do I have to pull this information from you, my dude? Like, why can't you just explain to me what the fuck is happening? Well, I was going to tell you in a moment.
3: What? The tent was rather enchanting. I am waiting.
5: I would have been sitting here for...
3: Dude. Dude. My dude. Well, you just now asked.
5: I didn't realize I would have to ask if you saw somebody steal that much money from a townsperson
3: she didn't steal. She was supposed to bring it back to you. I just assumed that she got distracted
5: by that smith. We've been walking through town, my dude. And then she turned and walked back. You were with us almost the whole time.
3: Yeah. I did not assume that she had done anything wrong
5: yet. I, I fail to understand how somebody taking something for somebody else and then not delivering it to them is anything less than stealing.
3: But she hasn't not given it back to you.
5: Yes, yeah, she has. She has every opportunity to do so and does not. Agree to disagree. If you can explain to me how I'm in any way incorrect, I will agree with you to disagree. If she
3: doesn't have the money, then you're correct.
5: No. That, that also is a very logical fallacy. If she has spent it in some way, then she has definitely stolen it.
3: Hey, That's what I'm saying. Nat?
5: If
6: she doesn't have the money, then she,
5: she absolutely stole it. I presume that you've heard this entire conversation.
0: It depends. How far away are we? Oh, you you, um, you got there. She noticed you two coming up the street. And
5: mm-hmm. you get there
0: right as they start that whole conversation. Right as they start it? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah,
6: uh, Nat will turn to Bridger and go, Well, yeah, you didn't want it. I figured I'd wait until you and Uko were not next to each other. And I'd give it to Uko so that he could give it back to you. Because you apparently don't want it, but it's not mine.
5: But he just informed me that it was supposed to be returned to me by her, by the person who owned it. May I have the money, please? Yes. Thank you. And if you ever, ever try to steal from me or from a townsperson again, I will seek vengeance upon you. These are good people. You will not take advantage of them.
6: I did not steal anything.
5: I will not argue the semantics of this with you. You have taken that which did not belong to you and refused to return it when you had the opportunity to do so.
6: I didn't want to have an argument with you about you not wanting it, and it belonging to her, so I was going to give it to Uko when you weren't next to Uko.
5: I I don't... You can think of whatever excuses you want. You had every opportunity to give it to Uko on the walk over here, and then, give it, and then he could have given it to me. You did not. You refused to give it to anybody when you had the chance to do so. You can now backpedal and try to think of reasons why you did not. But it is too little too late. You had the chance and you refused to do so until you were called out for it. So it is hard for me to believe that you would have given it up willingly when you had the chance to do so and did not.
3: She did tell us to give it back to you without letting you know.
5: You did not give me that information.
3: But I have now.
5: And for that... That changed your
3: calculations?
4: I
5: am trying to. And if everybody will let me finish the sentence, I will apologize. I apologize, Nat. I was given partial information.
0: And I apologize for the misconception. You hear a voice from inside the standing stones, and she says, friends, please come in. I have tea that will perhaps calm the mood and clear the mind. Because when we make assumptions on half-known information, sometimes they can lead us down a dark and twisted path. Please, please come in.
2: So as all this starts, Donk starts looking for a distraction. Anything shiny will do.
0: Um, yeah, you look inside the standing stones, and there are several things laid out on the floor on a blue cloth um, that are sparkling in the sunlight.
2: Let's go see those
6: things.
0: Kind of like uh, a street market would have. Exactly.
1: Uh, and, be- and Before everybody leaves, though, Bridger just does say loudly, he's like, I did mean
5: what I said. And he kind of like looks over the whole group, and he's like, if I find that anybody has taken advantage of these town pe- people, I will seek the recompense.
6: By take advantage, you mean cheat and steal, right?
5: I mean by take advantage. <laughs> I will not narrowly define it in such a way that you can try and bypass it.
6: I am only trying to understand. I interrupted a guy who was trying to nap on his desk. Is that taking advantage?
5: What? No, why would that be taking advantage? In what possible possible way would that be?
6: I'm just trying to make sure that I understand. That's robbing
5: him of his sleep. (laughs) (laughs) This is an amusing pun. However, it it is in no way. If you require, uh, I I could try to enumerate some basic concepts of understanding, but I got a feeling for those of you who are being intentionally dense, uh, it would be a waste of my time.
0: Thank goodness. What's this lady got inside? I want some chamomile. Well, um, as you walk inside, um, you see the inside is still the outside because you can see directly up above you, uh, and you can now see out in all four cardinal points of the directions of the compass, um, and she is seated at a large... um, kind of a a low table and there's lots of cushions and uh, and roll pillows and stuff like that around it um it looks very inviting um she has a small brazier set up uh, like a hibachi on the table and there is um a an ornate teapot and she has a total of 6 cups laid out how convenient and as you guys sit down she goes the tall one the other one that's green but not as green as you is missing yes he's being salted currently oh uh, that's why I saw the sea whenever I thought of him <laughs> uh, yes he's very salty I've heard that <laughs> he's very um, salty <laughs> so um, I knew you would come to see me eventually this one in particular you have been here before before I was even here, but not you in person, but a part of you was here. You are all here now, though, and what a fortuitous alignment of the stars that brought you all here to me. I have already heard whispers on the wind that you are heroes, newly forged into a group. You are the kids under Otari, I have heard See, it See, I
2: told you would catch on real quick. Donk Donk doesn't hear any of this. He starts touching things. (laughs) (laughs) You're just touching the stuff on the... Yeah, pick it up, look at it, touch it, you know, see if it does stuff.
6: You shouldn't carry or touch things. Not without permission, because that's stealing.
0: She, no, no, dear. It's it's fine. I mean, <laughs> but, all but those that things, one said it was stealing. It's not stealing unless you keep them and walk out with them. That's shoplifting. But I know you wouldn't do that. And these are for sale. In fact, I can offer several things for sale. And also, I I buy things, uh, oddities, uh, magical items. Of course, are always uh, uh, in in short supply around here. But more to the point, I need help. The town needs help. And I think you were all drawn here. You and your missing friend were all drawn here to Otari for a larger reason. Well, we just took care of the fishery problem. That... That
3: was a pretty large problem.
0: Ah, no. We're still recovering no, from No, my pale friend... That was a small problem. The larger problem lies much deeper under Otari.
3: I mean, I suppose comparatively to a full-sized dragon, it was a small problem, but I think as we've as we've all felt briefly, it was a big problem for us. I think it was a problem
0: of the correct size and timing to bring your group together as a group. Here sit five individuals, one being salted in the fishery, but you all have banded together in a time of need to help people that you didn't really know. Yes, you were going to be paid, but you continued on even afterwards. And this one even tried to give back his, his uh, earnings to a lady that he thought was underprivileged or had it bad because she lost her fish. That, that is the mark of true heroes. You are heroes in your hearts first, and then you become heroes in deeds. Why else would you have all band together to help people that you didn't know for such little coin? To get more pickles. <laughs> oh, Pickles motivates you. Well, that's interesting. I have some pickles. Um, they are cut, though. So, And she brings out a bowl out from a, a box behind her, and she puts that. It's a little early, but I have some pickles and olives. She goes, but let me tell you of what I have seen. There has been a great disturbance in the cosmic um, caravan. I have seen people getting off and coming on and and then lately I've seen a light. A light on top of the lighthouse in the swamp. Have you seen it? Have you seen the lighthouse in the swamp? The gaunt light is what they call it. It has not been lit for years. But yet, three nights ago, I saw a blue glow rotating around the top of the lighthouse. I'm not sure what it means, but I think it bodes ill for Otari and perhaps for the entire island. You seem to be adventurers, getting your feet, overcoming your first adventure. Would you be willing to go and, and see why the gauntlet is lit again?
3: You seem to have a lot of information about what has happened recently.
0: Can you not see? As I said, when I observed the caravan... I see people getting off and people getting on. But strangely and horrifyingly to me, a follower of the caravan, it seems that where the light shines, the stars disappear and blackness is all that's left. I feel that it bodes ill in the future.
1: Well, he's sitting like, uh, I imagine the cups are put down in a circle and Bridger is just calmly sipping the tea. Uh, without really
5: looking at anybody, and he, uh, the gauntlet is also magically protected from outside divinations. She
0: she kind of bends her head
5: towards you, and
0: hmm. There's more of you than meets the eyes. I knew you were special.
5: That's why I wear clothes.
0: <laughs> Funny too, but with the heart of a, I would say an almost paladin. Are you sure you're not? A follower of some greater purpose?
5: I am indeed, however, a a paladin is is a life of tragedy.
0: It can be, but also of great reward. But each one of you have left, or been left somewhere in the world and found your way here. You, from the darkness towards the light. You, from far away, and time itself... You, uh, from the middle of the swamp, your people are no more, but you're here. Uh, you followed your thirst for knowledge and met these people at the corner of Destiny. And and you... Actually, I met them outside of the, uh, the bookshop. Yes. It was right at a corner, too. I and don't think the street's called Destiny, though. And you, you were sent on a mission but found more than what you bargained for. And, but continued on. You have all been drawn together. Your friend that's missing, he saw the light. I am sure he has. He lives in the swamp. It's got to be more visible there. So far, I've asked a few people in town if they've seen the light, and they didn't know what I'm talking about. But uh, they think I'm a little different anyway. <laughs> I bet you get that every now and then. I do, it's, uh-huh. it's part of my heritage, but I'm used to it, and, and i found in the last four years that I've been here in Otari that people are, are very accepting, more so than other places I've been. No one throws rocks or threatens to burn me at stakes anymore, which is very uh, heartening, and I feel drawn here. That's why I've stayed so long, as if something, something bad was going to happen. And then, three nights ago, I saw the gauntlet lit for the first time.
2: Would, as uh, being from the swamp, would I know anything about this
0: gauntlet? Why don't you give me a recall knowledge history and or occultism?
2: While he's doing that. It's an 18 for
5: occultism.
3: Bridger, is that what it's like when you see
2: things?
5: Do you mean when she sees things?
3: No, when you see things.
5: What do you mean? Is what like that? Like,
3: when you saw that we would meet too. Uh,
5: it is possible. She is, like us, derives her powers from the cosmic caravan.
3: But I don't see these things. Yeah.
5: <laughs> uh, well, okay, you don't, uh, I don't heal. I've seen you heal. I do not have the magical ability to heal others. Hmm. We are each given gifts as needed for uh, tasks that are set before us. I guess that makes sense.
0: Donk, um, in answer to your question, with an 18, you know that for as long as your tribe has been around uh, the area, that the ruins of the lighthouse and the gauntlet have been there. In fact, your uh, great-great-grandfather even said that he remembers it being there. Goblin years, you're sure it's been there for at least 300 years. Just Goblet from years. yes, just just from uh, just from your memory and and those of your family, but it might be even older. And in all that time, you never heard of the gauntlet being lit.
2: Did I find anything in her store that I want to buy? Um, I don't know. What
0: were you looking for?
2: <laughs> anything that grabbed my attention. Oh, well, there's a whole be,
0: rule book with shit in it. So it tell me what you
2: want, and I'll tell you what oh, price so she's got. So she's got like items. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. How about a striking rune? She would probably have, let me see what level, she would have one of those. And I don't
6: recall how much those
0: cost. Well, we would have to look, because I don't either off the top of my head. You were going to say something, weren't you, Britt?
4: Yeah, that's what, he He just uncovered it without doing any role-playing.
0: Gotcha. I'm sorry.
1: Well, at this point,
4: Bridger sets his,
1: <laughs>
5: sets his teacup down and stands up and kind of, you know, straightens his robe and turns to look at everybody and goes, I found Uko." in Absalom, and convinced him to come here to Otari. My mission is of divine guidance, and I knew to find the the members necessary. But now now the path is laid before you. It will be long and treacherous, and I cannot guarantee that all of us will survive, myself included. But I I, I say it now. If you will walk the path, I will walk it with you, and I will walk the path regardless. Now is the time, though, for you to decide whether you will. I have seen the gauntlet.
3: So, we are to go into this ruin?
5: More than likely, yes. Okay. That seems easy enough. Uh, So, Bridger, that's an interesting name.
0: I can see why
5: you chose it. Uh, uh, It was chosen for me by, uh, by this one.
0: Perhaps he sees more than what he thinks. Perhaps the light is hiding the darkness, or vice versa. Uh, I know things, but you say you have seen the glow recently or in the past?
5: I have not seen it recently. Ah, as I thought.
0: Now, that's the first thing you should probably do. Take the rest of the day, rest, prepare yourselves, get any gear that you might need. I, I have a few trinkets here. And I'd be glad to uh, buy things from you should you find anything in your adventures. Um, I can also offer tutelage in the uh, occult arts, and as well as a reading of your future, perhaps, if you would so choose uh, later in the evening once the stars are visible. It would be interesting to me to see if you could actually see the gaunt light, or if it's still so new and gathering energy that it's still imperceptible to those that can't see beyond the veil yet. Perhaps you would look tonight and tell me what you see.
2: Yeah, we could try. Absolutely. I'm still shopping. Is there weapon cords in this shop?
1: <laughs>
2: Come on, dude, we're trying to do a dramatic fucking moment here. I'm- so I have no idea what you guys are talking so about. Yeah, go for, for,
6: figure. Uh, for I'm donk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he picks up, like, he's, he's looking for weapon cords, because so every time he gets killed, he drops his weapons,
0: and he's a little distraught about that. <laughs> if they're in the core rule book, you can find them in the shop, yes. Okay. Or you could go to the weaponsmith that he just came from, or you could go oh to the market. Or, I like, this, <laughs> I like this lady better. <laughs>
2: I get two of them, and I hold them up. And how much, you know, for these?
0: Whatever the price is in the book, Kurt.
2: Okay, I just take some coins and I put them in my hands. I was like, is it one of these?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she takes a gold piece and says, yes, thank you.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he's not perceptive enough to see the light anyway.
6: Bridger, you saw us. Yes. This These people with you going along this path.
5: The start of it, yes. And I know that my path will lead to the gauntlet. I do not know if you will walk that path with me.
6: You're going to need somebody to record what happens. I'll need to buy a book and a quill. But yes, I will go with. And light the way. (laughs) I think you would all die if I didn't, so.
0: Oh, I sure as hell would.
4: Probably. If you're there, I'm there.
2: Donk just assumes he's going with.
0: I thought it was a <laughs> foregone conclusion myself, and I'm sure once your friend is recovered from his salting, uh, he would want to go as well. I hope so, cause you'll need his strength, I have foreseen. Uh, be careful, no one has ventured into the ruins for quite some time, but there are always tales around of strange disappearances, lights upon the moor, in fact there's even a clever children's rhyme that they use to this day. Would you like to hear it? Sure, absolutely. If You got the time. It goes something like this, as I remember. When the fog is creeping and the moon is low, when the town is sleeping, the light starts to glow. That's when she arises for her midnight lunch. Naughty children are prizes for her teeth to crunch. But if you will obey me and... Always obey the rules. You'll be safe from Bellacora. She only eats the fools.
5: Isn't that clever? No, they should not use her name. Oh. Who is Bellacora? Are you... No, don't you, dear? It is bad l- bad omens. They sing it as a way to keep her away.
6: Would I be able to do uh, library lore to figure out if I know anything
0: about her? If you were in the library, you could. Okay. I may have to visit the library. Could could I just try a regular knowledge history? N- knowledge
3: just uh there is can't, no do knowledge history. can't do that i can't do that untrained, can I? Nope.
1: Would well, that
5: be lore history? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Lore history.
1: Oh, okay. recall well,
4: knowledge history. L- Looky here, lady. What can you tell us about this Bella Lagosi person?
5: It's Bella
0: Lacora. I like mine better. And Bella Lacora. <laughs> um, not a lot. I only heard the legends uh, that she was the one that built the gauntlet and the ruins and the moor. I've only been here for four years, but I heard the children singing the rhyme as they jumped rope and it piqued my interest. It seems that she was some sort of uh, of a witch or a boogeyman or a boogeywoman as it would so uh, be from what the children say. No one knows much about her that I've talked to. Now, I did hear um, that the mayor was a descendant of one of the people called the Rose God who supposedly ended her reign of terror uh, several, several centuries ago so you might want to inquire with him also another descendant here in town is none other but the proprietor of the uh blades for glades um rajani is also a descendant and even the roads around here are named after the rose god so perhaps if you sought these people out and asked them they might know about belcora but i will tell you all that the legends all have something similar in common they say that one day Bellacora will return, one day she will have her revenge upon the Rose God, their descendants, and Otari.
5: That doesn't sound pleasant.
0: No, it doesn't sound pleasant indeed.
5: It is fortunate for us that in this time, I, I, I hesitate to say it is good that Aradin died, but his death saw the breaking of prophecies, and thus they can be altered.
0: Yes, that is true. Now time flows more as a river and not a stagnant pond. Um, it's not locked. The banks flood and, and flow where they will. Sometimes people can dam them up or divert the flow depending on deeds that you do. Remember, what you do tomorrow may echo in eternity. So go forth and research your foe if she is even still around but return and I will have a reading for you um, during the night come come three hours after sundown that usually is the best time to see the stars and I will be glad to give you any information I can glean from the heavens but for now um, I really need to get to work take some cakes and tea and I will see you later alright thanks lady thanks Alright, thank you everybody, and we will find out what the party finds out next time on Shield Bash.
2: Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.